You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me as always is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good, brother. So, uh, we didn't get to do it on the air. But happy belated birthday! Thank you, man. It was it was good. Uh, a lot of reflecting. Um, turning thirty five this year was was quite the feat for me, uh, especially being disabled. Uh, you know, there's always that stereotype that you know, you know, they tell your parents, "Oh, don't expect too much of a a life for that person. Don't expect them to to you know do anything. They're gonna be pretty much a vegetable." And, Right. Uh, I've proven everyone wrong, so yeah. it's awesome. You gave them the middle finger to the medical world. Yep, pretty <laughs> much, dude. And we're still going strong, baby. Exactly. Uh, so you had a good birthday, good Father's Day. Definitely, man. I'm happy my kids are here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was nice to spend Father's Day and and uh, my birthday and be able to go to the river with them and all that was 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 cool so yes sir i'm i'm happy so you ready to do this oh, let's get yes, into yes, this man sir. we got some we got some mlb talk yep major league baseball and of course the nba too yes sir we have to talk about some playoffs all right here we go first up we're going to talk about the mlb records from this last week um this was based off of records up to sunday so it's a little off kilter since then but we'll get um, as close as we can. The Orioles went 1-6 and six this past week. Rangers 0-5. Uh, Tigers 3-4. and four. Twins 3-3. Three and three. Royals 1-5. Blue Jays 2-5. Mariners 6-1. Angels 4-3. Yankees 4-2. Indians 5-3. Rays 2-5. Astros 6-0. White Sox 3-4. And, and Red Sox 4-2. And, and the A's went 5-2. Excuse me. The Diamondbacks went 0-7. Pirates 2-5. Rockies 5-2. Marlins 2-4. Braves 3-2. 
Nationals seven and one, Phillies three and three, Cardinals went three and three as well. Uh, the Reds went four and three, Brewers two and five, and so did the Cubs. Mets went four and five, Padres four and three, Dodgers five and one, and the Giants went five and two. Some of those teams have done some lot losing and some winning since then. So it's a little like I said, those are a little bit behind, but we're doing what we can. <laughs> All right, the MLB standings as of this past weekend: the Red Sox are in first in the AL East at forty-three and twenty-eight with a six-zero-six win percentage. The Rays were 43 and 29 with a 597 win percentage and a half game behind them. The Yankees 37 and 33, 529 percentage and five and a half back. The Blue Jays 34 and 35, a 493 average and seven and a half back. And the Orioles bringing up the rear in the AL East at 23-47, a 329 win percentage and 19 and a half back. In the American League Central, the White Sox are still leading the division at 43 and 28 with a 606 win percentage. The Indians are 39 and 30 with a 565 win percentage and three games back. The Royals are 31 and 38, a 449 win percentage and 11 games back. The Twins are 29 and 41 with a 414 win percentage and 13 and a half back. The Tigers a half game back behind the Twins at 29 and 42 and a 408 win percentage, 14 games back though of the White Sox. In the AL West, the A's lead the division at 44 and 28 with a 611 win percentage. The Astros are 42 and 28 with a 600 percentage and a game back of the A's. The Angels are 36 and 35 with a 507 win percentage and seven and a half back. The Mariners are 37 and 36 but have the same win percentage as the Angels at 507, thus leaving them seven and a half back as well to the A's. The Rangers are 25 and 45, 20 games below 500, 357 win percentage and 18 games back. In the National League here on the East Coast. The Eastern Division, the Mets lead the division at 36 and 29 with a 554 win percentage. The Phillies are 500 at 34 and 34 and three and a half back. The Nationals are 33 36 with a 478 win percentage and five games back. The Braves are 32 and 35 have the same percentage at 478 as the Nationals and also are five back behind the Mets. The Marlins are 31 and 39 with a 443 percentage and seven and a half back. In the Central Division, the Cubs and Brewers are both 39 and 32 with a 5.49 win percentage. The Reds are 35 and 34 with a 5.07 percentage and three games back. The Cardinals are uh, 35 and 35. I don't know why I have 55 there, but that's wrong. 500 win percentage <laughs> and three and a half back. The Pirates are 20 games below 500 at 25 and 45, 3.57 percentage and 13 and a half back. Out west in the National League, the Giants lead the division at 45 and 26, a 6.34 percentage. The Dodgers are behind them at 43 and 27 with a 614 percentage and one and a half back. The Padres are 41 and 32, a 562 win percentage and five games back. The Rockies are 30 and 42, a 417 percentage and 15 and a half back. And the Diamondbacks are 32 games below 500 at 20 and 52, a 278 win percentage and 25 and a half back. Yeah, the Diamondbacks aren't doing so hot. <laughs> yeah, not at all, man. Kind of crazy anymore. All right, it has been quite nuts, but and we're actually getting ready to talk about them in just a moment. So the New York Yankees completed their third triple play of the season this past Sunday against the Oakland A's. The triple A got a uh, triple <laughs> a triple play got closer Aroldis Chapman out of a major jam, trying to hold on to a two-one lead at Yankee Stadium. The triple play was completed in one which is one that was most difficult to have to do, as a ground ball was hit to third baseman uh, Gio Herschel, uh, who would step on third base, then throw the ball to second, which was caught by DJ LeMahieu, who would then throw to first base to Chris Gittins uh, to end the game. 
the triple play of the see the third triple play of the season is an MLB record for most by one team in a single season. Last completed by the 2016 Chicago White Sox. So Cooper, your thoughts on the Yankees and the triple plays? Are they good? Not really when it comes to triple plays, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. They 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 got something on their side there, bro. Because that's that's pretty crazy. That's that's like MLB uh, the show status, right? Like, Especially completing three triple plays and three. Yeah, that's in pretty crazy, man. Especially, like I said, that's one of the hardest ones where you have the third baseman able to field the ground out. Yeah, it's got to be like step on third perfect, and then going around dude. the horn. Yeah, perfect with it. Well, and it says a lot about how slow the batter was because he's got to run. He's only got to go ninety feet, and the ball's got to travel. Was it one hundred eighty feet around All the horn? All right, that does say how uh, slow slow the uh, batter is. I mean, you can throw a ball faster than a person can run, but still, usually, if you have a fast enough guy running down first base, he's going to get there. And beat the throw to first after it makes it to second. So, yeah, that's interesting. But it's a little bit cool. Uh, unfortunately, it's the Yankees who did it. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it helps them. Gets uh, completed the uh, save for Aroldis Chapman. Who should have been a Dodger. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> it is what it is on that one. All right. Next up, the Arizona Diamondbacks set a major league record for the most consecutive road losses at 23 straight games. The record was set this past Thursday as the at San, at the San Francisco Giants in a ten to three loss. The last time the Diamondback won a road uh, won on the road was during their doubleheader against Atlanta on April twenty fifth. In one of those games, Madison Bumgarner threw a seven inning no hitter that MLB, of course, is not counting as an official no hitter, and you know our thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. The team has also not won a game since June first at home against the Mets. Um, they were on a 17-game losing streak until, uh, it wasn't last night, it was a couple nights ago when they beat the Brewers at home 5-1. to So they finally snapped the skid of 17 straight, but still. But yeah, that's that's a big uh, slump there, dude. And uh, I'm Especially glad they the finally got over that. But uh, it's still a big hit to your ball club, dude, to, you know. Go that many, you know, games without a win, dude. Well, yeah, especially since you haven't won on the road since April. Yeah, it's now June, and we're almost two more months into it, into a losing streak on the road. Uh, that's just that's hard to come over, uh, overcome. Sorry. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with the Diamondbacks. They are kind of a bit of a disappointment. A lot of people had them hyped up to possibly. Challenge the Padres and the Dodgers for the division crown. Maybe sneak in behind them, but it's been the Giants so far that's been the surprise team out west. Um, other than, of course, the Padres and the and the Dodgers, so it's been really kind of a lackluster season for the Diamondbacks. Oh, definitely, man. It's it's quite strange, man. They're definitely not the old nineteen ninety eight or two thousand one Diamondbacks when they uh, upset oh, the Yankees. Man, yes. Of course, they had one of the greatest pitching combos that we've ever seen in Major League Baseball history with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Yes. Of course, then there was always the awesome and exciting and sometimes very infuriating Young Young Kim as the closer who was like, my God, this guy is good, but he also gives up a lot of saves. Yeah. But, hey, they held on, and that's that's all that mattered, and they won that championship. All right. Back to the hardwood, we're going to talk about uh, the Phoenix Suns did end that series against the Denver Nuggets as they did end up sweeping them. 
But it was not all sunshine and rainbows for the Suns as they would receive news that starting point guard Chris Paul would enter health and safety protocol for the start of the next series of the Western Conference Finals. Despite already having got the COVID vaccine, Paul still got that rare occurrence of still getting the symptoms of the virus. We will see how this affects the team early on in the series. So, Cooper, they actually have now played two games thus far, and Paul's missed both of them. Luckily for the Suns, they've won both. So, what do you think? How does this still can impact the Suns moving forward? Well, if he doesn't come back soon, it really could, you know, impact them. Uh, they could end up, you know, falling on their face. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he puts up so many points during the game. I mean, you kind of need him, right? And uh, I honestly think this whole COVID protocol thing after the man's already had the vaccine. Come on. I mean, I mean, really, we're all going through that summer seasonal cold crap. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're throwing COVID on everything. Yeah. I mean, did you did you see on the news where they they talked about how? Uh, the flu w- was like non-existent this year. Right, and basically no one I'm had the like, flu. Yeah, well, right, dude. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting to say. I think that uh, you know, it says a lot about their vaccine if they're really gonna make him not play mm-hmm. when he's already had both the shots. Right. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, their Suns are hope, holding out hope that when the series turns back to L.A., which it does, uh, it's either tomorrow night on Thursday or Friday night. I'm not sure. I have to. I didn't look it up. But I forgot to. I can't remember if they're going to get two days off for the travel day, an extra travel day or not. But um, when it goes back to L.A., if he's back, oh yeah, if he's back, it's going to watch be, out. It's going to be really hard for the Clippers, who are without Kawhi, which we're about to talk about. The Clippers won a hard-fought hard battle against Utah, uh, winning the series in six. This did come on the heels of possibly being without Kawhi Leonard for the rest of the playoffs. Terrence Mann, though, would step up big time in the absence of Leonard and help elevate the Clippers to the Western Conference Finals against the Suns. It'll be interesting to see which team will miss their superstar the most. And so far in two games, it has been the Clippers missing Kawhi Leonard, who possibly... No one's got any for sure what happened, but... Uh, Clippers did fear an ACL tear in his knee. Boy. Yeah, um, that sucks, but uh, it's the Clippers, so whatever. Yeah, we're not totally caring about that. <laughs> I don't really like Kawhi Leonard. I, I'm sorry. I just think that he's overrated, mm-hmm. and uh, that's my opinion. I, I also think you didn't really care for how long he strung the Lakers along, thinking he was going to sign with them, and then yeah, pulled yeah. that Clipper move. That was really irritating. Yeah. So, uh, needless to say, <laughs> Cooper won't be heartbroken if Kawhi is out for the rest of the playoffs, and also the Clippers get eliminated by the Suns. Exactly. So he's kind of hoping Paul comes back, finishes the series in Los Angeles, four game sweep. <laughs> Kill him, Paul. All right, uh, despite a valiant effort in Games 5 and 7 by Kevin Durant, it was for naught as the Milwaukee Bucks won Game 7 in overtime, 115-111 in Brooklyn. The series lurked to be over early as the Nets easily won the first two games at home. The Bucks would battle back to even the series at two games apiece, winning ugly in Game 3 and handedly in Game 4. The Nets would lose Kyrie Irvin when he injured his ankle in Game 4. Durant would have a great night or great game in Game 5 in Brooklyn with a stat line of 49.17 boards and 10 assists. The entire Nets team, though, 
looked spent in a game six back in Milwaukee, which kept the Bucks alive in the series. Another great night by Durant in game seven, including a game tying shot to force overtime, but it would be all again for naught as the Bucks surged past surged late past the um, Nets to advance to the Eastern Conference Ooh. Finals. Ooh, that's so the good. super team goes down. Yeah, man, that's some crazy stuff right Game there. Seven. And uh, that's the thing about, you know, the, these playoffs. You never know what's going to happen with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. I think losing Kyrie kind of pretty much sealed the deal. There. Sealed the deal for the Bucks. I think if Kyrie could have played, yeah. I think the Nets advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals. But... At the same time, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> That's how we roll with that. It is what it is. Our favorite thing. That's right. All right. Uh, the most surprising series has been the Atlanta Hawks and Philadelphia 76ers series. This uh, this game made it to or this series made it to Game Seven, and both teams had great made great comebacks in the series. This is going to be a knockdown dragout fight in Game Seven. Oh, well, I forgot. Um, this was, we're talking about game seven, we're supposed to be talking about game seven that night on Sunday, but, uh, Atlanta won. Ben Simmons was a no-show, um, so he did not help relieve the pressure of Joel Embiid, who has been battling a knee injury, um, so they did not get anything positive from Simmons. The Hawks were too much for the 76ers to handle. That, that's another big surprise there, too, because... 76ers were hot all year, dude. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and to see Atlanta, Atlanta doing something, I'm like, yeah. Well, whose Gatorade are you guys drinking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone drinking the Mike Juice? Yeah. You know, like in the first Space Jam? Yeah. Mike's secret stuff? Uh-huh. They got Mike's secret stuff in Atlanta because, man, oh, man, have they been working it. All right, uh, the injuries have piled up in these playoffs uh, that have been alarming. Each team has been negatively affected by an injury bug, except the Suns, who just lost uh, Chris Paul due to COVID. LeBron James pointed the blame at the league for insisting on a 72-game schedule and a little time, and little time, especially for the Final Four teams from last year's bubble in between, uh, between the end of the year and this year. The league, however, needed to make up for lost revenue for the shortened season, plus no fans being in the bubble in Orlando last year. That compounded by the fact that there were not weren't many fans being allowed in most of the arenas at the start of the season. There were pros and cons to this season, but unfortunately it did seem to hurt the players more than the league, since the players play while the league just reaps the benefits while making just making decisions. Uh, a lot of experts have agreed that the players had to agree to this um, 72-game season and the early start, despite only 71 days off between the championship and the start of the season or lose all negotiating power moving forward when the CBA talks come again. So, Cooper, do you side with LeBron, or do you side with the league? Although LeBron and the players, I should say. (laughs) (sighs) The, The thing about this that really does suck... Is if you look at it from a player's aspect, they are people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you look at it from the league's aspect, this is a business. Yeah. And they can't let things go for very long because everyone's losing revenue in any kind of business due to COVID. Right. And uh, so I think the league did what it had to do. And I think that you have some 
sour players that are upset about this. And and in a way, they have a right to be. In another way, it's like, whatever, dude. I mean, you guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. Deal with what you have to. Because you're getting paid to do what you do. Be happy you get paid to do what you do. Be happy you have the money that you have. And you have the and you, you have the voice to complain that you won't like seriously. Yeah. I mean you, you look at guys like us, regular average Joes and you know, we have every right and reason to complain in the world. Mm-hmm. But if we have money you think we'd really be complaining a whole lot? Probably not. Probably not. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I mean, the league will back, back their lineup with, well, a couple of your injuries weren't really fatigue-related. Yeah. You had the, I can't remember the player. The, we had one player go out with a wrist injury. That's not really fatigue. That's just a happenstance. That can happen at any point in given time. Yeah. Kyrie's injury wasn't a fatigue injury. He stepped on, I believe it was Giannis's foot in Game 4, which rolled his ankle really badly. That can happen... In any game at any point in the seasons. It just unfortunately happened in game four of the conference semifinals. So it's those were kind of freak accidents. Um, Paul being out with COVID is not really anybody's real fault, especially since he got the vaccine. He figured he'd be okay. He's not. So the league's going to have that to back them up. And so it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. Um, the Season's still going to be quite short because we're almost to July. The season's going to end in July, and then they're going to plan on starting the uh, regular season in, like they normally do in October. So it's going to be short again for uh, the last two teams uh, and these four teams that are currently playing in the conference finals. Yeah. So it's going to be hard on everybody in that aspect, um, whereas you kind of would like to see both teams or both teams that reach the finals possibly get to the finals by sweeping out a four-game sweep. I know some people are going to be like, no, no, no. But at the same time, that's going to give both teams a bit of rest going into that final series. And then, you know, you'd hope for then you get to seven games, and but everybody can come back next year healthy and whoever's going to be defending that championship. Oh, I mean, definitely, dude. Stays healthy um... enough. Yeah, it's it's a give and take situation with this, and yeah. you know you can whine all you want, but you know what? You got money, all right? You getting paid? You you get to pay to play a you know play with the ball? Yeah, a I bouncing mean, rubber ball. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, interesting to say the least, and especially with the. Uh, Olympics too. You got some players committing to the Olympics, uh, and I'm. I don't think that's a good idea right now. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Real, I'm surprised the IOC hasn't tried to postpone the Olympics one more year. I get it because next, I believe it's next year we're supposed to be heading into the Winter Olympics. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I yeah, the probably world's just getting back to normal. Yeah, it's. Uh... I would wait. Yeah, at least wait. I'd even postpone. Go ahead and postpone the Winter Olympics a year. Let's get the Summer Olympics done in 2022. Push back the winter to 2023, and then go from there. I agree with that, man. It's just it's crazy everything going on with this COVID stuff, and uh, you know, I think basketball players mm-hmm. and sometimes football players they have too much 
too much of a mouth and not enough, you know, just play the game and shut up type thing. Yeah. So, things are going to happen. You're going to get hurt. Like you said, there's going to be freak accidents. And it could have happened at any point in the season. So, uh, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. Right. So, it's going to be interesting, like I said, to say the least, honestly. Because you got a lot of... One thing One thing you and I have both agreed upon is the fact that sometimes players are too outspoken. And they don't, you know, they don't need to be. Politics, the... The stupidness with it all. And that's a lot of reason why people have stopped watching sports. Mm-hmm. Is because there's too much politics in sports. Yeah. And, you know, you're paid to play a game. Play the game. And you want to you wanna help your community? Help your community. But do it on your own time. Don't don't sit there and shove a, have a microphone shoved in your face. And spread your agenda when you don't understand half of what it is you're speaking of. All right. So, that's just my opinion with it. Absolutely. And I agree with that uh, totally. Because some of them, you didn't go to school long enough, you don't really know, and you didn't really care anyways. And you won't learn it. Or you weren't raised in a certain way or a certain way of life, and you can't blame a certain... Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. All right. So anyway, we'll get off the subject because, <laughs> yeah, it's it's sour. All right. All right, so we're going to be back again, of course, with NASCAR Hockey Talk. That's going to be a good yeah, one. Yes, it's going to be a good one. We should be back with Worldwide Sports Talk, and we should have everything ready to go for Saturday. We'll be back on normal schedule Saturday Hell with Hell and Soul Recap, baby. Yes, can't wait, dude. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. we got a lot of interesting things to talk about. The one kind of disappointment of the fact that the uh, Universal Championship was done on Friday Night Smackdown instead of at pay-per-view. But, you know, whatever. That's just because they're trying to hold them up for SummerSlam. Just do it at the pay-per-view. You're, we already knew he wasn't going to let Rey Mysterio win inside hell in yeah. a cell. We already knew the, pretty much the outcome. Whether you want yeah, Rey Mysterio versus Roman. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Reigns, I don't care if it's Hell in a Cell, single match, whatever. The only way Ray is going to pull off a win is by some magic roll-up or whatever. Because Ray is Ray's getting older. His yeah. agility is not what it used to be. And Roman Reigns is on a warpath lately. And he... Mm-hmm is dominant and he will take anyone out and he doesn't care so it's gonna be fun definitely um yeah and then of course sunday we'll be back with baseball basketball talk at its appropriate day and time uh we'll be giving you updates will will the western conference series be over by then who knows (laughs) it could what what 
And the Lord Clippers keep the series alive for the love of God, please no. No. <laughs> no. 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 Nada. Shame. Shame on you, Clippers and Yeah. We'll stop that now. Alright, man. So that <laughs> does it for this episode of Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.